From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you on this beautiful day the Lord has made. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour. Indeed, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. And we're speaking of being glad. We're glad to welcome Jennifer Campbell to our gold microphone. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Such an honor to have the gold microphone. I know, it feels very fancy. <laughs> if it was just glittery, it would be even, yeah. yeah but it's it's gold. It's gold. It's yeah. perfect. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Good thank to have you, you with us. Uh, you are the, what are you, the CEO, executive director of Camp Pandola? We didn't kind of dress up that title. I'm, you know, I'm just the director of Camp Pandola, and sometimes... <laughs> I'm the coordinator for events, and sometimes I'm the director of Trinity Pines. It's all the same thing. Yeah. But, yeah, do all the things. So distinguish. Some people, I still I, I still hear confusion from people. Mm-hmm. Distinguish between Trinity Pines and Colfax and Camp Pandola in uh, Camptonville. <laughs> so Camp Pandola is the summer camp and the location that we've been operating since 1960. Um, the land was donated in 59, and that was when that was established. Um, donated by the Pendola family to honor Frank Pendola, um, his wife, uh, Dolores. I got to meet her briefly once before she passed away. She just seemed amazing. Hmm. And um, she got that land donated. And we've been operating youth camps there since then. Um, where And we're in the Tahoe National Forest, surrounded by just all, of, all that God has created um, and the beauty of that. And it's not too far from... Um, why have I completely forgotten the name of the lake? <laughs> Bullard's Bar. Bullard's Bar uh, on the Yuba River. On the Yuba River. Yeah. It's, um, so it's, it's in that area. Um, that's where we do our summer camps. So we've got archery, we've got archery ranges, hiking trails, arts and crafts, all of those things. Um, and then there's Trinity Pines, which was purchased, uh, around 2013, 14, something like that. Um, and we currently are using that as a retreat center. Um, so youth with a priority given to youth retreats. Um, so parishes. And that was the uh, Legionnaires, did they have It that? was the Legionnaires. It was their um, minor seminary for some time. Prior to that, it had been different camps, like a, uh-huh. like KOA kind of camps. Right. I think right. at one point maybe Salvation Army. Um, and I think there had been a desire to turn it into a youth like sleepaway camp. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so that was when we purchased it. That was part of the plan. Um, I don't, I don't know, you know, when that pl- plan may may come to fruition um, for us. But so right now it's operating as a, a retreat center. So we'll have one to three retreats a month there mm-hmm. with again mostly with the, weekend stuff. Mostly weekend stuff, and again our focus is youth. So getting youth and young adults up there for retreats. Um, so is it closed up during the week, or is there always uh, is, it, is it always open where if somebody wanted to drop in and just see the facility? It would be by appointment uh-huh. um, yeah. so that a staff member could be up there to, to right. let you in and, and to make sure that um, to give you a tour right. so, you're, so everything's And safe. it's a pretty good big-sized property. Yeah, we probably use um, 40-ish acres of it, maybe 50, but I don't think that much. Um, and it's, I think it's like 240. Oh, wow. So we use like a fifth of it currently. That's a lot of timber on it. Um, there is some timber on it. A lot of it's, um, that area is kind of <laughs> cliffy is the only way I can really describe it. So, um, a lot of the area is kind of cliffy. Yeah. Um, 
not usable. Not not necessarily usable at in its current state. I mean, we yeah. have we'd have to put in some more trails and things like that. But yeah, it's it's not, and that's not too far from um, Rollins Lake. Right. And then yes, yeah, so those are the two. two it's right on the outskirts of Colfax. It is on the outskirts of Colfax. It's um, from like St. Dominic's, which is the Catholic church right. in Colfax. It's maybe 10, 15 minutes away. Uh, the, one of my daughters uh, who's involved in Newman at UC Davis, they had a, uh, a Newman event, I think, uh, with the, the Newman from Chico and Sacramento State as well. Yeah. Oh, maybe th- three weeks or four weeks ago. And I said, so did you have mass there at Trinity Pines or did you? And she says, she says, no, we... Uh, we had mass in town and I said, Oh, I said, and who was the priest? And she said, Father Dominic. And then I figured it out and I said, No, it was Saint Dominic. Yeah. So Saint Dominic was was <laughs> Yeah, they went to Saint Dominic. Yeah, no. Um yeah, the Newman Centers use it um for especially for their leadership retreats, their smaller retreats, they'll use it. Um I mean we have space for like about hundred and twenty, but wow. Um it's the way that the space is distributed, which makes fitting 120 sometimes challenging because you often don't have the exact number of boys and girls to fit. Yeah. You know? So do you have sort of a dormitory type sleeping arrangements? Yeah. Or? So they're well, um, sort of. They're just very. They used to be the classrooms, um, uh-huh. and they're portables, and so they're just open portables. Right. So you, yeah, you would need to put boys in one, girls right. in another. Which, exactly. And if you, you know, you probably don't have it. Exactly, forty-eight girl, forty-eight right, boys, right. and whatever. So that, so we say that there's capacity for that, but it's however yeah. you can make it work. And big kitchen facilities and everything else. Um, it's, it's there is a kitchen, yeah. <laughs> and there's a trout pond where you can you can actually catch your own dinner. There are. Um, it's. I think it has some bass in it and stuff. Um, I think Gabe went up there with his kids. And, Gabe and has definitely gone up there and did not catch times. anything. Oh, that's shocking. That's what I heard. <laughs> Yeah, there is some there is some fish. It's stocked or it was stocked um a few years ago as a way to kind of keep the pond yeah clean. Clean, clean isn't the right word, but you know whatever. Whatever yeah. the thing is. Um so yeah, we do have fish in that pond up there. So prior to Camp Pendola, before this land was and, and that's what, ten, twelve acres, something like that? Um no, it's uh, almost forty. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a decent size. But Substance. the camp itself is is it's pretty. I mean, uh, what we're actually using, like where our camp sites are, um, yeah, it's probably we probably use about twenty acres of. Okay, city. okay. Maybe and less. the the uh, was there any summer camp prior to that? You know, I'm not totally positive. Um, in like looking at some of the archive stuff, um, and what especially Father Bowl put had put out when he oh, was yeah. the archivist. Um, it sounds like there was some tradition for camping for boys, mm-hmm. um, especially in that area, but not something kind of organized in the same manner. Um, I, that, I that was grew up in this diocese back prior to then, and uh, don't remember don't remember going to mass and hearing, "Hey, <laughs> if you'd like to." Yeah, I I think with CYO there was there might have been some. Yeah, there things. was CYO. There was yeah. CYO back then. Um, you know, the person honestly that I would ask is Father Bowl or uh, Monsignor Kidder. Monsignor Kidder, yeah. Because Monsignor Kidder was, as a seminarian, was a counselor the very first summer of summer camp. Oh, is that right? And he grew up in Woodland. And so he grew up in Woodland, yeah. yeah so, so he would probably know. <laughs> he has told me a few stories and about a specific camper who is someone who is still active in ministry in our diocese. <laughs> they, one of them was the camper the very first summer. He was a counselor. 
there's some funny stories. Oh, good. I would love to get love to get them on. I would love it. I would love it. Just it's so and and I've heard the, the stories separately from each of them, and they are exactly the same. Oh, okay. Like so, so I've heard them separately, yeah. like because they'll try to, t- and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so funny. I love it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, Monsignor Kidder has had a long history in this diocese, long and very fruitful history yes, in this yeah. diocese. Yeah, so he's a he's a big supporter of camp, which is nice. Oh, that's great. That's great. So, Camp Pandola. Well, I don't know if it's just around the corner, but it's... Oh, my gosh. It's a hop, skip, and you, a jump. You must feel like it is. <laughs> I feel like it's going to start tomorrow. Like, that's yeah. how close it feels. Um, yeah, so our registration is open. Um, we're really excited about the we- the themes we've come up with this year. They are different. We're trying some new things. Um, there, we, do the similar, we do similar activities, but it's kind of fun to think of, like, how our staff are going to, like, do costuming and fun p- extra pieces that we'll be able to do with our new theme. So we've got, um, uh, now my brain lost them all, but, um, <laughs> we're doing a lost in space theme. That's ironic that I can remember that one. Um, instead of our weird science week and, um, father Dean will be up there that week as our chaplain. So he'll be doing a, um, astronomy lesson every night. So that'll be fun. Is he a big astronomer? Oh my gosh. He would, he would, I mean, he'll accept that I say this. He's a big astronomy nerd. Um, Like, just loves it. So it's great to have him explain, you know, kind of the like history of the cosmos, right? Like, it's just, it's so exciting. And does he have all the answers? He has a lot of them. Um, And so that's going to be our first week. Our second week is going to be a girls' week, and we're calling it the Camp Pandola Eras Tour. Not playing on is, anyone specific. Is Taylor going to make it? I don't think so. But friendship bracelets will. Friendship bracelets will. We're really excited. We'll be um, for that kind of tradition. And um, you know, I it's it's not. <laughs> it's just kind of the fun of what that tour means. That tour has a lot to do with like people just supporting each other and being friendly and mm-hmm. being kind and passing out friendship bracelets to like people you don't know and like you're gonna you know. Yeah you've got this memory and that's, that's what we're hoping for, for the girls that week. Um, and then we're going to bring back invaders of the night week. Oh, wow. So that one will be fun. We're doing, um, for our mini weekers, we're doing a passport to fun. So we'll give them a little passport, get, let them try lots of different activities and get their passports stamped, um, all around camp. Uh, we're doing survivor week again, cause can't lose survivor week. That's one of the yeah. funnest weeks in camp especially the um, cooking competition, which is always my favorite because I don't have to eat what they cook. <laughs> <laughs> what do they cook when in the... In the cooking competition, we literally get grocery bags and just put like four or five items in there, mm-hmm. random things from our pantry, and say, here you go, friends. Um, a couple years ago, <laughs> we gave them... I had um, orange soda in my personal fridge, and I was like, here, these are little... Can-. So one of them got a can of orange soda, and they um, they reduced it mm-hmm. and then crunched up cereal and made a like some kind of a cookie bar with a cereal and orange soda reduction. Wow. And the fact that these kids knew the word reduction That's meant they're amazing. watching a lot of cooking channel. Um, how did they reduce it? Just put it on the stove and mm-hmm. let you just, it boil that's how off? You just let it boil off. Yeah. I was like, you guys, what are you doing? But, you know, I would have just like found a way to make it cold and given to somebody to drink. But that's just me. Yeah, they, they have a lot of fun with that. and Did they make orange chicken with it? They didn't. See, See all things missed, I yeah. would have been like, because yeah. they had the canned chicken. Um, 
so yeah, we do. They do lots of different things, and the kids get really creative and silly, and that's kind. I mean, I bet it's fun. It's so much fun. I mean, we we do make sure to have a spit bucket for the staff who have yeah, to sure. taste the food because mm, sometimes the flavors just don't. They don't work. They don't. They don't hit the palate correctly. But you know. The kids try. When you put the random things in the bag, are you thinking about what they might make with it? Honestly, no. <laughs> I try not to think about it because I'm a little afraid sometimes. Yeah. But they have a lot of fun with it, and they get to practice cooking um, using the gas stoves because they cook. They'll cook those things outside, which those that's always a skill that they'll, you know, being able to use a ga- those gas stoves mm-hmm. for camping is a skill you need for your life, right? So, sure. There you go. Although gas stoves are going out. Well, yeah. Propane stoves. Apparently. Propane stoves. Yeah. The little camping ones. Oh, the little camp ones. Yeah, we use little The little Coleman one. stoves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we use Coleman yeah. stoves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heck yeah. That brings back memories. We go. Th- we use a lot of those. Col- we use a lot of the, the little Coleman tanks, uh, propane tank thingies. So, you know, if anyone wants to donate some to camp, please, we'll take them. Oh, We're good. always using good. them. We are always using them. Because that's, even in the, for our overnights, um... Often we, we're able to do campfires, but at a certain point every summer, we yeah. have to stop doing campfires and we can only use those Coleman stoves. So, and it takes about two, one and a half of the propanes to do the, the meals wow. between dinner and breakfast. So they reduced it on a Coleman stove. They sure did. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they sure did. So have you got all your staff in order? I don't. We're still looking for counselors. So... We, we still need uh, counselors, and we're still looking for a cook, which I feel like I say that every year. Um, so we are looking for our head cook. Well, I think I think we probably had some candidates listening till you start, started talking about reducing orange soda. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, yeah, so we're still looking for our cook, and we're still looking for counselors um, who will be with our campers for the for over in overnight in the cabins and hanging out with them um, throughout the day, helping lead activities. Um, and they, you know, you just need to be able to go through the come to the training for us, which is we have a week and a half of training now. Plus, there's some additional days. Is that up at camp? It is up at camp. Plus, there's additional days for um, getting like your CPR and first aid sure. kind of situation because that's often you can do those online now. Um, and then we have four. We actually have five weeks of camp. So it's four full weeks of camp and then one week that has a mini week and a family camp. Um, the around the 4th of July. We're starting on the 5th. We're starting family camp. So families can still do the like 4th of July stuff they do with their families at home and fireworks. And the next day, come on up and spend the weekend with us. Wow. Yeah. Try and new Maybe you should have year. fireworks at Camp Pandola. <laughs> Thank you, but no. <laughs> um, it's a really great idea and I appreciate it, but no thanks. So <laughs> we'll do water. We'll do the water rockets. We do those. If somebody's listening who's thinking, oh, maybe I'd like to be the cook up there. What are they in for? What 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 all does that involve? So it involves preparing three meals and one snack every day for our campers and our staff. And about how many about people? About 80 people. OK. Um, with two other people that are there to assist you. Um, you can you'll live on site at the camp um, and you'll work. We. We start on Sundays at noon, and then we're off on Fridays at six. Plus, and you each, fr- and then you then you freeze all day Saturday. Yeah. yeah, you can stay at camp. You can do whatever you want to do. Some people just like go to the lake and go camping for the weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then during the week, you get at least two hours off each day. Um, 
plus. What time do you start in the morning? The kitchen crew depends on the meal. So like more labor intensive things like pancakes, you start earlier. Um, less labor into like cereal day or if you want to do oatmeal day or like French toast sticks because those French toast sticks are freezer right. sticks. Uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> not to break the illusion. Um, it's less labor intensive, so you can kind sure. of sleep in those days. And so it's it's up to the kitchen team to kind of plan out the week and um, and plan that accordingly. Yeah. What time is breakfast? Eight o'clock. So they might be up at six. They might like be that. up at six. They might, and they might not have to be up. They might not need to be in the kitchen till seven. It just depends on what. Yeah. And then again. dinner is. Dinner is at six, and then after okay. dinner, they're they're done. Just need to do the kitchen cleanup. Um, so they're usually like the kitchen staff are usually off for the night by seven thirty eight, depending on how they yeah. work their day. Whereas the rest of us are not. Not that's right. <laughs> not until what, 10. what time do the camp- campers go to bed? Uh, between nine and ten. Okay. Uh, depending on the age group, so this year we're going to be staggering bedtimes a little bit, so our younger kids will go to bed closer to nine, and older kids closer to ten, ten thirty. And the uh, cooks are paid. Cooks Everybody's are paid. paid. Everybody is paid. paid. Counselors are paid. Everyone. There is a. It's a weekly uh, stipend, and then you're paid the same in the same um, time frame that all staff are in the diocese. So. Mm-hmm. On the seventh and twenty second of the month, seventh, <laughs> um, yeah, and um, and then and it's and you can you're because you're up at camp. There's no way for you to spend your money really, unless you're right. like a super Amazon shopper. Um, <laughs> so it is kind of money that you'll work for all summer and you'll have into that first fall quarter in college, right? You'll yeah. have it, which is always nice. I know. Like when I was in college, that I worked at a summer camp <laughs> when I the day a summer day camp. And it was always great because we would get our last paycheck at the end of September mm. if we worked in August the way that they paid us. So it was like, sweet, now I have money for October. This is great. Yeah, I, I remember my, I can't remember which year in college. I think it was my senior year and happened to be in Idaho in the summer. Oh, nice. And they came and uh, it, was a, it was a lake my parents had visited for years and, and I was in Canada and came down. I said, I'll, I'll surprise my parents and, and showed up at this, they, they, were, they were just renting this cabin, you know, at a little resort in, in Northern Idaho, a place called Priest Lake, no less. <laughs> and uh, Bishop Wiegand knows all about it. Oh, really? His family had a place, uh, not like his, I think his parents or something mm-hmm. or relatives or something. And he, I think he still goes there. Oh, wow. And loves to fish. Anyway, um, they had one of the, Terrible, terrible. It's northern Idaho, one of the terrible forest fires. And they started knocking on cabin doors looking for anybody Able-bodied. who could help in some way. And they looked at me from California wearing shorts and Birkenstocks and go, well, can you cook? That's, ex- you know, like you, we don't, we're not going to put you out in the forest, but can you cook? Because yeah. they had a headquarters there. And I said, sure, you know, and they, they said, come on over and, 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 and that's where you would sleep. That's where you, you were fixing, and then you'd drive out into the forest, or you'd, uh, and, and then uh, during the daytime, you'd do smoke, you, you'd get into a little, little tiny plane uh-huh. and do look for fires. Oh, okay. And I was there for about eight days. I was getting 24 hour a day pay. Yeah. Beca- because that's, you were that's on the way du- it works, and, yeah. and you're getting eight hours of <laughs> regular. You're getting eight hours of time and a half, and you're getting eight hours of double time. Right. 
I got home and got a check from the state of Idaho that paid for a full year of college. It was which just, is, plus it was a firefighter salary, which yeah, was different. Yes. It wasn't higher. minimum wage. It was, yeah. <laughs> and it's on my resume, firefighter. There you go. <laughs> I mean, and it's, it's stuff. And that's the, the other piece of it with working at camp is there's so many skills that you're learning as a staff member. Um, that if you need an internship for college, we can make a, we can we can show how it's applicable, right? Um, and and it's job experience that that you wouldn't otherwise necessarily have. There's leadership skills and decision making skills and crisis management that you're doing at camp on a daily basis that you don't think about. But if you put if you can find you know we can put that on help you put that on your resume to make it, um, to use the correct word so that people see it as. Yeah. As the the gift that it really is and the like the skill set that you have. I know a few years ago we had a staffer who when she went to grad school, she got a job in the like fundraising area at the school, like part time, whatever. They and the reason they chose her was she had worked at camps. Wow. So she knew how to talk to people. She knew how like they knew that she had the communication skills that you needed. Because if you can yep. negotiate with a seven year old, yeah. You can do almost anything. Yeah. Um, quite frankly, you can get a seven-year-old up out of bed, dressed, and down a hill in less than two hours. <laughs> Gold star. Um, and our staff do that, right? Like they have to negotiate with children who don't yeah. necessarily want to do what you're asking them to do when you're asking and them to do it. And each one of them is a different challenge. Yes, in a different way. Yeah. There's, you know, the butterfly kid that is constantly distracted by every little thing. <laughs> I love butterfly kids. They're funny to me because I'm, I was never one, but my brother was, I think that's why, but every kid has a different kind of like, this is a thing that you need to like help focus them on. This kid constantly forgets everything they need. You know, you have to remember, okay, we got to remind him about 20 times where everyone else needs two reminders and that's okay. We just have, we just, the staff have to be able to on their feet, see this, recognize it and, and move, you know, move towards solving the issue. So once you get all your staff in order and uh, all the counselors, everything, and all the signups, what's the biggest day-to-day challenge in, in camp for, for a, for a director or a counselor? Um, I think for a counselor, um, you know, I haven't been one for a long time, so it's, it's hard, but I think it's, it's just making sure that you, that they utilize their breaks to the best of their ability because sometimes you're just so tired, but as opposed to like going and taking a shower, but mm-hmm. like, um, so utilizing their breaks and also recognizing the like individual, sometimes you, you miss the forest for the trees kind of, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you see the details, but you don't see the grand scheme. Like, and so that sometimes can be a challenge is making sure that we're paying attention to like the whole big picture. Um, and I think for me as the director, kind of the like biggest challenge I have is, um, is I know what's going on everywhere, but I don't know what's going on everywhere. Cause I can't, cause I'm not everywhere. Right. Sure. Like I can't, just can't be. And so it's like trying to like negotiate sometimes just some personality conflicts with staff between each other and, and like trying to like get everyone's side, but not, you know, I can't mm-hmm. be sitting up watching counselor A and B for <laughs> the yeah. entire day. I've got other things to do. And, and so it's just, you know, helping staff, you know, remember like I can't be everywhere. <laughs> Um, and just paying attention to what's going on and really kind of trying to constantly check the check the vibe, for lack of a better way to say it, of what's going on at camp. Make sure that, like, I'm not so far off of what they really need and what they're doing. So you, you talk about all the new things you're trying this year. Mm-hmm. 
how and when and where and with who do you come up with those ideas? Um, so lots of different ways. Some of it's just talking to staff last summer, like what are things they wish they had done or wish that they'd been able to do. Um, kind of listening to some of their complaints and some of their like wins to see like what we should do. Um, I meet with, we have this year, I have two priests who have volunteered as chaplains for the, for the year. Um, so not just in the summer, but like supporting me since October, Mm -hmm. um, coming up with ideas for any improvements we want to do the chapel things that the chaplains can do while at camp. Um, do they mass in the chapel? They do. We do. Um, it again, weather specific and number of campers. If we have more than sixty to seventy campers plus our staff, it becomes um, a little hot in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll go outside. <coughs> but yeah, for the most part, yeah, we're doing. We do mass in the chapel, and we have adoration in the chapel. This year, in talking with our chaplains, Father Ryan Mar and um, Dean Marsh and Father Dean Marshall, we we might be doing um, adoration outside under the mm-hmm. stars. Um, oh, that'd be because we all were like thinking like what's something we could do that's different. And um, Dean had to do it outside last year, Father Dean, because we had um, an issue with the lights in the chapel. Mm-hmm. There was some kind of weird electrical thing. And um, and so we had to do it outside. And this the kids loved it, you know, because the kids that don't really that are younger and are kind of like, I don't really know what I'm doing. And right. Me, butterfly kids, the ones that kind of get lost in their own thoughts or in, in the things we're on, they have something outside. They're still appreciating God. Um, but maybe they're laying down, looking up at the sky mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's okay. Cause we're still in that prayer air, that prayer zone. Um, and then the kids that are really into adoration, it's, it's, they're still being, they're still there in front of, front of Jesus. They're just outside and it's cooler and it's more comfortable. And yeah, that sounds it's fabulous. I'm excited about it. So that's me. That just like in coming up with like, what can we do with the resources we have? Um, how can we change it? And then just meeting with my assistant director and things that maybe she wants to add or take away, things like that. We so the, the priest will be in residence there? Yeah, they stay up there all week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they'll, um, for the most part, they'll be coming up on Sunday afternoons and then leaving Friday, just like the staff mm-hmm. do. Um, I imagine that for each, each of them, it'll be different how they they do that. Uh, Father Mar might just stay the whole time and just mm-hmm. not go back. I mean, may just stay up at the up at the par- up at camp as he he loves being outdoors and camping. Um, Father Dean might go back to his parish on the weeks for masses, but I'm not sure exactly. And Father Ryan's at St. Paul's in Dunnigan. No, St. Paul's uh, in Nice in, Landing. In nice Land, not Dunnigan, of course. Nice Landing. I don't think we have even a mission in Dunnigan. I don't believe we do. Don't think so. And then uh, Father Dean is up at St. Joseph's in Wairika. In Wairika. Yeah, all the way. All the way up there. Uh, isn't Wairika in Oregon? Basically. <laughs> it's almost. You're about oh, went, 30 miles. Yeah. I mean, I went on vacation after camp last summer and spent a few days in Ashland and stopped and visited Father Dean on the way oh, up. Yeah. That's I a was, beautiful little church, right? Yeah. Right in downtown. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a, a Yeah, it's a beautiful church. area. So, yeah. Oh, the whole area is gorgeous. He loves it. He can go fishing all the time, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's that's so they're going to be in residence, and um, which is exciting and there's during st- they're going to be there for staff training and be helping with that different elements of staff training, um, and I think there's even one day where they might both be up there at the same time. But for the most part, if you see one, you don't see the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Wow. And if he likes astronomy, he can see the stars better in Wairika, too. Yeah, you can. For yeah, sure. For sure. Similar yeah. to camp. You can. Some of the kids literally have never seen as many stars in the sky. Um, oh, yeah. Because they're from Sacramento or Roseville, you know, like they're just. Light pollution. They light call pollution. It. And, and yeah, that's what they call it. We just tell we tell the kids like there just aren't as many stars. Oh, well, you know, I mean, you know, the uh, towns are, you know, trying to position streetlights differently and stuff. But we have a couple of streets in my town, older streets that never had streetlights and the residents don't want them. And you go down some of those streets at night and you go, wow, this is spooky. It's too yeah, dark. It, it's yeah, it, definitely in cities where you have people, like it's, I feel more comfortable with lights. A lot more comfortable. But yeah. in the, like out in the, out in the woods, I appreciate that there aren't, you know, we can just go around camp and turn off our few floodlights and that's yeah, pitch well, every black. Every time we have, you know, like the person meter showers or stuff, we just load everybody in the minivan and, and drive three miles out of town and yeah. find a dirt road and just. There you, you go. Know, yeah. Yeah, that is what's nice. Like Woodland Davis areas, there is a lot of that. So. Yeah, you, you're two minutes from being in, yeah, the, in the country. in the dark and in the yeah. country, yeah. That's yeah. nice. So talk a li- just a little bit about the, the religious element at camp. So we, we're a Catholic camp, so we do ma- we have mass on Sunday, and mm-hmm. actually with priests, ev- we have mass. That's offer- after everybody arrives on after Sunday? After everyone yeah. arrives mm-hmm. on Sunday. So everyone goes to mass. Um, and then during the week, it's it's optional for our campers. Um, this year we're going to be adding a Friday morning mass. It's kind of like a send off mass oh, for the campers. Um, and then during the week this year, we're we had been doing chaplains leading an activity um, last year. We last couple years after COVID, we got <laughs> we were resetting a lot of things, um, and we had gotten away from that. And we're going to be going back towards that. So the chaplains will lead um, some kind of an activity. It'll be up to the different chaplains to decide what that activity is. We're just making space for it. Um, we also, you know, we have prayer every morning as a camp and every evening as a camp before dinner where the whole camp gathers for this prayer. And then we we also do the flag, flag and prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so we try to. How would I say this? We try to like. um make it so there's kind of like a seamless transition between someone's faith life and like what they're doing Mm -hmm. out in the world. So we try to, you know, have prayer or talk about different things during when they're leading activities, like staff are encouraged to lead prayer beginning of an activity. Just like at our Catholic schools, just like at our Catholic schools, Mm -hmm. just like in our life, you know, we have to learn to, in life, we have to learn to balance our faith with our, it's not compartmentalized. It can't be compartmentalized. It has to be, you know, meshed in there like a quilt, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're, um, if you've ever seen one of those quilts, that's really intricate. Like it's all these different pieces that if you saw them just laid out on the table, you'd be like, these do not match. These do not go together. Why or what are we doing? But then you see them as a quilt and it's perfect. And that's, that's kind of what we have to do with camp. Like it can't be all faith activities. We're not a vacation Bible school. That's just not what we are. Um, and it can't be just, archery and arts and crafts there has to be some kind of faith element worked in throughout our day so we mark our day in prayer yeah that's great that's great well so how do people sign up so they go they can sign up by going to our website which is just Mm pendola.org sorry um just go to pendola.org on the home page there's the registration link um as well as the apply link 
Um, there's also the link if you want to come up and help us. Um, we've got two work weekends this year in May. So if you want to come up and help us get camp ready, that's all on our homepage, which is just at pendola.org. Is that an overnight? You come up. Yeah, you come up. Come up um, for one of the weekends. It's Saturday, Sunday, and then one of the weekends is Memorial Day weekend. So it's oh, okay. um, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday we'll be there. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very good. So, on another another note, yeah, change your hat. Change my hat, guys. Yeah. Saturday, March nine. Yes. The diocesan Eucharistic Congress, three simultaneous events. Yes. Here in Sacramento, exciting day. It is going to be an exciting day. So that's also, if you didn't know, Fired Up weekend. So we are, <laughs> so we're going to start. We're going to start in the morning with Fired Up, and then we're going to move to the Diocesan Eucharistic Congress at three different parishes happening simultaneously. So we have something happening at Our Lady Guadalupe, um, and that at that location, will um, one of the speakers we'll be having is Priscilla. And Priscilla Garza. Priscilla Garza, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and she works for Focus International, which is mm-hmm. a college ministry program. Um, so she'll be doing a talk about the Eucharist there. And then we have an event at St. Francis mm-hmm. um, in Sacramento. Not the high school, but the parish. And Priscilla will be there too. <laughs> Priscilla will be there. Is she going to buy locate or what's she going to do? So we've got it timed out. So the first hour, we'll actually have Father Agostino Torres will be there. Mm-hmm. And then she will be talking at... Um, Our Lady Guadalupe, while Father Agostino is talking at St. Francis. Immaculate Conception. Nope. Mm, nope. That's different. It's uh, Yep, it's changed. Um, oh, well, it's changed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he'll, while he's talking at, <laughs> yep, wait for it. And then while he's talking, so while he's talking at St. Francis, Ryan, Bro Rye Ramirez will be talking at Immaculate Conception. Okay. And then at four o'clock, we'll do a whole switch route on you. Oh, my gosh. And Priscilla. <laughs> Priscilla will come over to St. Francis. Father Agostino will go to Immaculate Conception. And Ryan gotcha. will stay at Immaculate Conception. Okay. And he'll be emceeing as well as um, doing a talk. And then we also have the Revival Band, which um, they will be playing at St. Francis in between some praise and worship as well as doing the Mass that's happening at St. Francis at 5 o'clock. So all of the... Their places will have a five five o'clock mass or so around five o'clock, um, which will then be followed by a procession. So from two to five will be all these speakers and um, three to five. Yeah, three to five, two three o'clock, to five. Yeah. Two o'clock. There's opening just opening opening stuff. There might be um, at the each different parish is doing something different. But the, okay. the speakers start at three um, because in the morning they'll be speaking at fired up. <laughs> Right in Vallejo, so oh, okay. it's getting the trans- oh, wow. yeah, yeah, it's getting the movement. Um, but yeah, so the all of them will be there um, at different places. And uh, this isn't between. just for the people at those parishes. No, this is, this for is everybody. open for everyone in the diocese. Right. So please join us. Um, and then it's going to conclude after the procession, Eucharistic procession at the cathedral with their night with night fever, which runs from seven to nine. Which runs from seven to nine. And the the. For those that don't know, uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe, the national shrine there, uh, 7-11-T, and, and that will be in Spanish. Yes. And then uh, St. Francis of Assisi Parish, uh, right there near Sutter's Fort, 1066 26th Street, in, right in Midtown, um, and the, that, that'll be in English. And then at, at Immaculate Conception, uh, 3263 First Avenue, just kind of go out Broadway and right. be, right, right there. be right there. And that one is hosted by the Black Catholic Ministry. It is. It is. Yeah. So, 
there'll be a wonderful gospel choir there too. That is what I hear. That is what I hear. There'll be. I've a been gospel to a number choir. of the the uh, Black Catholic ministry. They have a once a month mass, mm-hmm. and it's spectacular. Yeah, they, yeah. So it'll be something. Um, everything will have a different, like all the different locations will have a different flavor to them, but um, they'll all be with similar speakers. And you, you were a, a quote from uh, uh, our bishop: uh, "The real presence of the Lord Jesus in the Eucharist is the source and summit of human life. The Eucharist brings the real presence of Jesus into our lives, so that our lives may bring the real presence of Jesus into the world around us. In this way, we become what we receive." That's uh, Bishop Jaime Soto's Corpus Christi message from 2023. So this is going to be. This will be great. It's going to be a great day. It's going to, um, with all of the energy with all of those speakers is, is going to be, um, really high, which is lovely, um, to have them be there and excited for what we're doing, um, with the Eucharist in our diocese with this revival. And this is just kind of a culminating event, um, for us. I think this Eucharistic revival is going to bear great fruit. I really do. I really hope so. It's I good. It has people talking about it. Mm-hmm. It has people thinking about it. And I can't tell you how many times I've had someone on the program over the years who has been a convert. Right. And you say, why did you... What? And, and they all have different stories. Everyone's unique. But a lot of them come back and they say, it was the Eucharist. Correct. The Eucharist is what brought me over. Right. And I, th- and I think that's so... It's just, it's such a different way of thinking about it than we have been for so long. Um, and I think what Bishop's message and what we're, we've been talking about in our office when we're talking about this Eucharistic revival is it's not just calling us to sit in a door. It's calling us to sit in a door and then go out and do something. And hopefully um, the way that we have set up this Congress will help show that. Because if you've never participated in Night Fever, Night Fever is an open invitation but it's calling people to go out and do like you don't just sit and sit mm-hmm. in adoration. The people who are on the team and people who walk in, they go out in teams in, in, and into the community. out into the community and bring and invite on a people Saturday night on a Saturday night and invite people back into in, the church. in downtown, downtown <coughs> and, and midtown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people come. A lot of people come. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, it's it's those little baby steps sometimes that that can mean so much. Baby steps get you across the room. You never, yeah, you never, you never know. I, I same thing. I hear. I mean, I remember talking to one person who said, you know, I hadn't been to mass and well, wasn't Catholic, and somebody, <laughs> somebody grabbed me by the ear and took me to Christmas morning mass or right. something, and said that, that choir really got me, you know. And it just you never know what what you, yeah. How, how the Lord's going to work. Exactly. You just never know where. Grace is everywhere. Yeah, you never, what word or phrase that maybe you say to somebody else is going to be that moment of conversion for them. Yeah. Because um, it's it's God putting that in your heart to say out loud. Yeah, and you know, the, the, the same thing, just getting people talking about the Eucharist. I remember one time somebody said to me, said, so you believe that that's the body and blood of Jesus Christ? And I said, well, Yes, I do, but it's it's a higher level than that. Yeah, it is the body and blood. It's not that of I Jesus. believe it. It's not just that, that I is. believe it. That that doesn't affect it. Right. I mean, it's nice that I believe it, but and it's good for me that I believe it. But 
It is. Yeah, it it's is. a truth, which to me is one level higher than a belief. <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, and, and it's different, and people and, and confuse I remember that. this person about two weeks later saying, "That really hit me. <laughs> that really made me go and start reading and start thinking and and pray for grace." Because that it's it is you're right. It's completely different. The yeah. like you believing it, cool. Yeah. But like it's a truth. It is. It is what it is. Yeah. So. Very good. Well, this is going to be an exciting time. Um, tell me, tell me. Uh, uh, we, we did say about how to get sign up for camp. But yeah. How do you? What about the cook? Yeah, you, the applications for that. It's all at pendola.org forward slash employment. So that's what we're looking at for any of our positions that are open. Is that? Um, if you have questions, feel free to email me or call me. But email me is the easiest. Um, just at jcampbell at scd.org. And Campbell is spelled just like the soup. So if you're just not like sure, look at the can of soup. You'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> the Andy Warhol Campbell soup. That'll work too. <laughs> That'll yep. work. So you mentioned Vallejo on Saturday morning, March yep. 9th. And tell us a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, so we're going to be at, fi- we have fired up. Um, so we have fired up that weekend, which is our confirmation conference. Mm-hmm. So we'll be starting um, Saturday morning from 9 to 1 with our middle schoolers from um, the Solano Deanery. <coughs> Excuse me. And then on Sunday we'll be back at it again in Sacramento. Wow. Yeah, we we work hard and we work hard in our department. <laughs> I was gonna say Saturday's Saturday's a big work day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we've got Saturday and um and then all day, all day all day Sunday as well to get us to get all those kids through this process and and um have that ex- that great experience of fired up. So. And are you doing one up in Red Bluff at some point? We already did it, actually. So we did that one in November, mm-hmm. um, and we had different talent than we will have at this one, except for Bro Rai. Bro Rai will be at all of them. He's our he's our connective tissue <laughs> for the event, getting them all together. So so is there some sort of a talent agency out there? You just pick up the phone and say, hey, we need this, this, and this. How or? I wish. How yeah. I wish. Yeah. No, it's... It's just kind of people that like we've seen speak at different events and um, we just, you know, make sure to stay connected with the other diocesan directors of youth and young adult ministry, um, especially throughout our region, but throughout the country and and try to check in with them and see who's been good at what, when and where. <laughs> um, and so we try to get, especially for Fired Up, we try to get known people that um, our DREs and our CREs and confirmation coordinators really and youth ministers have seen speak before. So that's other Agostino Torres. You're just, you know, he's been at fired up before, but he's also somebody who people know he's, um, well-respected and well-liked by young people. He really connects to them. Um, we had in November, we had Mari Pablo from, she's from Miami area. Um, Yeah. We had, we had her on the program. She's She's lovely. She's great. And she, again, she really knows how to connect to young people and, um, she speaks in a way that is, um, she understands what's going on. Um, she has a lot of knowledge, but she doesn't present the knowledge in a way that's not digestible for young people. And so, um, when she wasn't able to come out for this March 9th and 10th weekend, she recommended Priscilla. So that's how we got in touch with Priscilla, um, who is, she is a recruiter for Focus in her, the, that right. college campus ministry that they yeah. do some conferences and different ministries on com- campuses. Fellowship of something. 
probably the C for Christian, Catholic. Catholic. <laughs> I think it's Catholic University something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it always stands, stands for something. It always stands for something. <laughs> um, but f- um, so she she works for them, and she's actually working mostly with the the universities in Mexico. Um, oh, wow. She lives in Texas, but she's working with the, mm-hmm. them. Um, and so that's how we got connected to her, and sh- and just like seeing her different videos that she's posted online. That's how we knew she was the person that fit into what we were looking for. Um, Because we're looking for somebody, for Fired Up especially, we're looking for speakers who are going to speak to our young people in a way that fires them up, not to be so punny, but um, for what what confirmation is. You know, it's not a graduation. Confirmation, this confirmation conference is not a retreat. Yes, it's a, it's part of the norms for confirmation in our diocese. So it is mandatory technically Mm -hmm. for our teens to attend um but that's not why they should attend they should attend because it's a it's a moment for them to see the the more global church um Mm -hmm. and to be inspired by speakers that they're not going to get at their parishes like (laughs) they're they're just not there these aren't the these aren't the people who you know parishes maybe will be inviting they're not going to be leading their retreats necessarily um for various reasons and so it's a way for them to see it and hear a different message because how many times have like you said something to your child and then like Joe blow neighbor over there says it. And the kid was like, this is brand new information. Exactly. That's so exciting. And I'm going to totally do it. <laughs> right. And that's, that's kind of some of what this is, right? This is a moment where we have somebody from outside yep. who is not their catechist, who is not necessarily the parent who's going to be like, Look at this cool thing about confirmation. Like yep, this is exactly. what you're this is like you're getting confirmed. It's it's not like it's not a graduation. It's a continuation of your faith journey. And it's just giving you more strength for that journey. Um, you know, confirmation, it's the completion of your baptism. It's it's not like giving you it's you already have the gifts, right? right. We talk about getting the gifts of the Holy Spirit. You have those gifts. You're given them a baptism. This is an opportunity for you to like your confirmation, like fortifies those gifts, makes them stronger, you know, seals them and not seals them like you lick an envelope closed and then you don't open it again. Seals them so that they're stronger within you because a sealed envelope is much stronger than an open envelope. Right. So it seals them. And that's what confirmation is. And that's that's what we're talking about. So these speakers are there to inspire them to go forward and like look at what they want to do with their faith. And that's not always something they're going to hear from their catechist. They're not going to hear that necessarily from their DRE or even their pastor. They might hear it from the bishop, hopefully, right? <laughs> they might hear it as like new information. But for the most part, they're, you know, their catechist, they're like, okay, well. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, kids don't like, you know, it's just, they need to hear it from somebody outside. It just helps. Even though you've probably said it a million times. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the the other thing is, I think it's really good to, for kids to see other kids from other places. Yes. Oh, it's not just me. It's not just my parents. It's not just my family. Uh, I, I remember my dad, when we were kids, telling us, uh, this faith is universal. Yeah. We're, we're going to go to Mass in this little town in Idaho on vacation. It's the same. And it's the same. And and it was it really impressed you know, like mm-hmm. this isn't just some little thing that we do in our town, right? Um, and with 
when I was confirmed, it, it was it was just within the parish. Yeah. You know, we didn't have all these other kids that would have been. I mean, not that this was deficient in any way, but it it would have been so great to s- well, see kids from all these other towns. And in most of our parishes, that I mean, our parish, yeah, that's what it is. The retreats are just. The retreats are just what they are, and so are the and so are the confirmations. <laughs> so, so it's important that we give them this opportunity to see that it is more than just your parish, because at confirmations, that's what it is. It's just your parish, exactly. Not just, just sounds horrible, but no, I mean, I it, it is. Yeah. Your, it's your parish, and that's wonderful. But for you to see that it's it is more than kind of like how it's important for kids to see that it, they're not the center of the universe. Right. Exactly. It's that same idea. Like every we're all this connective tissue across the country, across the world in our faith. Very well said. Jennifer, always a joy. Thanks so much. (laughs) Thanks, Bob. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening. God bless everyone. I want to talk, take a minute to talk about the annual Catholic appeal, the 2024 annual Catholic appeal. So important here. Uh, in the Diocese of Sacramento, so many ministries supported by the annual Catholic Appeal, and the the people in the Diocese of Sacramento have always been so generous. But uh, a wonderful brochure, you a pamphlet, really, that you may have received in the mail, and on on the back cover, a, a, a picture. Maybe it's front, I guess that's the front cover. Uh, Deacon Kevin Staskow says, uh, I really think that everyone has something to give. When Jesus was literally dying on the cross, he found the strength to turn to the thief being crucified next to him and minister to that person. So often we have all kinds of excuses not to reach out to those next to us. Indeed, today you will be with me in paradise. And you look through this brochure and you will learn the many, many, many ministries that are supported by the annual Catholic Appeal. And uh, uh, 25% of your donation goes back to the parishes for social ministry at your parish. 50% supports charities, uh, Catholic Charities of Sacramento, uh, and the members in that are Catholic Charities of Yellow Solano, Northern Valley Catholic Social Service, which uh, serves uh, Butte, Glen, Shasta, Siskiyou, Tehama, and Trinity counties in this 20-county diocese, and Sacramento Food Bank and Family Services right here in the greater Sacramento area. Also, associate members are Camp Recreation, serving Northern California, the Mother Teresa Maternity Home in Placerville, the Rancho Cordova Food Locker in greater Sacramento, the Upper Room Dining Hall in Placerville. Many of you have worked at those places, are very familiar with those places, or have availed yourself of the wonderful services they provide. 25% uh, supports education, sem- seminarian formation, and Catholic school tuition assistance. Uh, partners uh, in uh, uh, the annual Catholic Appeal and Catholic Charities of Sacramento include Anderson Cottonwood Christian Assistance, Bishop Gallegos Maternity Home right here in Sacramento that does such wonderful work, the Catholic Ladies Relief Society up in Chico, Community Assistance Network in Greenville, Portola and Quincy up in the hills, Loaves and Fishes in Sacramento, which just just does wonderful work with the homeless, Sacramento Life Center, which has uh, saved so many lives here in the Sacramento area, 
Salvation Army Food Shelf in Susanville, the Society of St. Vincent de Paul and their seven district councils, the North State, Placer Yuba Sutter Butte, Sacramento East, South Sacramento Elk Grove, Sacramento Metro Area, and Yolo Delta and Solano. Also, the Stanford Settlement Neighborhood Center in Sacramento and the Wellsprings Women's Center in Sacramento, plus Yuba City, uh, Yuba Sutter, right to life, the two counties uh, just north of Sacramento. Uh, more than 100 programs provide things like counseling, emergency fund, shelter and clothing, permanent and transitional housing, job training, pregnancy counseling, post and prenatal care, independent living skills, mentoring, parenting skills, after-school care, refugee resettlement, citizen and citizenship and immigration services, and jail ministry. Our gifts help people who are mentally ill, homeless, disaster survivors, immigrants, elderly, developmentally disabled, incarcerated, working families, refugees, at-risk youth, the unborn, pregnant women, the hungry, and single parents. Such a wide, wide range of our, our Catholic mission here on this earth and in this diocese of Sacramento. One of the programs uh, uh, through uh, Northern Valley Catholic Social Services is uh, the court-appointed special advocate program, which is operated out of all the superior courts in the state of California, and it partners with Northern Valley Catholic Social Service uh, to help kids who need advocates in the courts. Uh, they talk about, a, in this pamphlet, a, a young woman named Isabel, uh, who is devoted to ensuring a positive support system for foster kids now and for their future. As, appointed, uh, as a court-appointed special advocate, a program administered with compassion and dedication by Northern Valley Catholic Social Service, Isabel gives kids the voice they need in court to have a positive path in life. She was once in foster care herself. The severe trauma a child goes through is all too familiar. Today, she's reunited with her parents, has a family of her own, and is focused on becoming a lawyer. Northern Valley Catholic Social Services uh, gives her the opportunity to advocate in court for children with stories like hers. Uh, again, the annual Catholic appeal uh, give generously, give whatever you can, whether it's a small amount, a large amount. Also, more men can say yes to the call to the priesthood. Support from the annual Catholic appeal helps seminarian Eric Patrick, who is pictured in this uh, brochure, to become Father Eric Patrick this past June. We've had him on our program, a de delightful priest. Father Patrick is earnestly hopeful that he can be a conduit for the experience of God's mercy and love. With coughs offset by the appeal, the 12 men now in seminarian formation can focus less on financial worries and more on preparing to serve in our parishes. The annual Catholic Appeal, uh, a wonderful, wonderful way to support so many ministries in the Diocese of Sacramento. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening. God bless everyone. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town. 
uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour, uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. We stand and lift up our hands For the joy of the Lord is our strength we bow down and worship him now. How great, how awesome is he. And together we sing. 